All right, well, let's look at Matthew 28, verse 18. We've been in a series called Commissioned for some time now. We're going to continue that this morning. Matthew 28, verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So he spoke to the disciples saying this, well, if we follow the Lord Jesus, if we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior, believed on him, confessed on him, well, then we are born again and uh, we can make the decision to be disciples, that we can learn and grow in Him. And if that applies to us, then, then this statement applies to us. He's speaking to us. And so He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples of all nations. Mark 16, verse 15 And he said to them, again, this applies to us, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So that applies to us. If we're disciples, we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, that doesn't mean that you personally are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That, for you to do individually, is impossible. Of course, we have technology uh, that you could reach a large number of people at once, but not everybody's called to do that. So what we need to know is, what is our part in that? This is, he's saying, you go into all the world, you as a body, you as the body of Christ, you as Christians go into all the world. That doesn't mean everybody's supposed to do everything. That is impossible. Plus, it's chaos. And we'll get into that. Luke 24, verse 46 says, Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it is necessary for Christ, the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations. That is what we call the Great Commission. Jesus is commissioning the church. Go, do my work spread the good news of what he has done to all the world. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 in the NLT. It says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Verse 19, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making this appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So if you go back to verse 18, 
It says, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. He's given us this task of reconciling people to him. So then we have this task in general, and we've talked about different facets of this, you know, as we interact with people. You know, we, we are his representatives. Now, we're his representatives and we have this task, but what does it look like for each individual person? What part are we to play? We're not all to play the same part. We don't have the abilities, the same abilities, the same giftings, the same resources. So which part do we play? We, we need to know that there are different parts. Otherwise, you just think there's a cookie cutter. Everybody does this and everybody just does the same thing. And uh, that's not true. Or you can look at somebody else and say, well, maybe I ought to be doing that. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. There's different parts. Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 11. It says, and he gave himself, Jesus, some to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, or the Lord, uh, and pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the worky, work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of, uh, of Christ. Look at, look, before we go on, look at verse 12. So he gave these gifts. Why? For the edifying, or the equipping of the, the saints, for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. So gifts have been given so that saints, that's not a special group of people, that's all Christians, so that saints uh, can be equipped for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Let's continue in verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from which the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth for the edif or causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Let's read verse 16 again. So it's saying everybody should grow up in Christ, and then it says, from whom, from Christ, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, that's what every part supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Let's go back to verse 12. We'll come back to verse 16, but let's look at verse 12. I want to call out a couple of verses and read them in, in other translations. Ephesians 4, verse 12 in the Amplified. It says, His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, His consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, which is the church. 
So the Lord wants to equip the saints so that they do the work of ministering and equipping and building up His body, which is the church. In the CEV, uh, Ephesians 4.12, says their responsibility, the, the ministry gifts He mentioned, is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. To equip God's people to do His work. In the NLT, it says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So their responsibility is to equip. So he gave gifts, specific gifts, that are there to help equip the rest of the body so that they would build, be built up, so that they would do their job. So there's a structure. So not everybody are one of these ministry gifts, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But those are giving, given so that the rest of the body, the rest of the, the church, should be built up. But notice, everybody has a part. Some, some people's part is to help equip the others to do their part. Now let's look at verse 16, Ephesians 4, verse 16. It says, For because of Him, the whole body, the church, this is in the Amplified, classic, Ephesians 4, 16 in the Amplified, All right, we'll get that up here in a sec. There it is. It says, For because of him, the whole body, the church, and all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied, when each part with power adapted to its need, is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building its up itself in love. Building itself up in love. So because of Christ, it says the church in all its parts, so the church has many parts. When each part is doing its share, then everybody, the whole body, is built up. Notice this that's on the screen right now. It says, when each part with power adapted to its need. So each person has a part and has power or ability adapted to what that part is. So you have the whole body of Christ, you have local bodies of Christ. Every person has an individual call, if you will. See, there's not just what we would call the five-fold ministry are not the only ones called to something. Every Christian has a calling, has something that God has ordained for them to do and equipped them to do anointed them to do. Anointing, when you hear that word, it's not just a religious term. It means 
basically, the real word means just to dump on. I mean, when you anoint something, it's not just like dabbing something on. It's basically to pour on. But when you hear it, as far as being anointed to do something, that means you're equipped by the Holy Spirit. It's how the Holy Spirit has come upon somebody to do something. When you look and say that person's anointed to do something, that means the Holy Spirit is helping them to do it. You're not talking about natural ability. Natural ability can flow with the spiritual equipment, but that's not... Uh, when you talk about what God has called people to do, He's going to give them ability to do certain things regardless of what it looks like in the natural. Just look it through the Bible and you see all kinds of people doing something they didn't look like they could do in the natural, but they did it because God was with them. And it's the way it is today. That doesn't mean we deny or... or um, you know, ignore natural ability. It's just that natural ability isn't the indication. Natural ability can follow and help uh, the spiritual call and the spiritual equipment. But the power that you want to look at is what is he asking me to do? The power is going to follow with that. You, you don't want to go and say, hey, I'm going to pick something and do that. If God's not telling you to do it, then there's no spiritual power behind it. There's no spiritual anointing behind it and it's just you. You may be able to do something in the natural, but if it's just you in the natural, well, you're just like every other person on the planet. It's just you. It's, you want to be doing what he's asked you to do, and really, at the end of the day, why would we want to do anything but what he asked us to do? If, he's, if God Almighty, who knows everything, who is above everything, says, hey, you, I'd like you to do such and such, who are we to go, meh, I'd like to do something else, actually. I don't think that's the best idea. That's wrong on so many levels. If you saw somebody else doing it, you'd be like, buddy, wake up. He's talking to you. you you're telling him it's not the right thing? Dude, what are you thinking? Sometimes it's not so easy to see with our own lives. Let's read Ephesians 4, verse 16 in the NLT. I like this. It says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Notice, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Now, he needs our cooperation, but in other words, he's the architect. He's, he's got it all figured out. He makes it. Now, we may think, what? How? Don't got to worry about that. All we have to say is, Lord, what are you saying? What do you, where do you want me? Because he makes it fit. We, he needs our cooperation, but he doesn't need our direction. He doesn't need us to figure it out. He's got that part done. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We're going to read that again. But I love the way this says it. It makes it so clear what God is doing with His body, the, the body of Christ, how it's supposed to work. Let's read it again. Verse 16, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. So you know each part has a special work. In other words, not all interchangeable parts. They're not all the same parts. You can't just go anywhere and do anything. Ultimately, I should say. At the beginning, you know, if you're just getting to know God, just get involved, just 
don't worry about it being exactly right. You know, it's much easier to steer a moving vehicle than it is somebody that's just, a car that's just sitting there. You ever tried to steer a car in the parking lot when it's not moving, especially if you don't have power steering? You know, um, back home in Nebraska, my parents have an acreage now and they have a vehicle uh, that they use to, to move stuff around and I called a gator, uh, John Deere thing, and it does not have power steering, which is a lot different than having power steering. If you're used to, you know, some people don't even know what not having power steering is like, but you know, when you're, you have power steering in a car, that means uh, you're moving, you're telling the car what to do, but it's, it's doing the, the heavy lifting to move the tires. You're not actually doing all that. And when it is not there, you realize how much it really takes to crank that wheel and to move the tires. Well, that's the case with this vehicle. No power steering. So when you're turning, you're just, you're making sure that you got to be ahead of it. If you're, if you think you're just turning at the last minute, you might run into something. Cause you can't just do that. Well, that's kind of like, you know, us in our lives thinking, well, God, show me what to do. And we're sitting there. Show me what to do, not taking any steps. Well, cranking the wheel or moving, I mean, you try to push, go out and try to push car that's just, try to steer it when it's sitting still. It's just doing this. But you just get that car going just a little bit. If you got two guys and just start pushing it, and you got somebody in the seat turning it, you can start to steer that car, even though it weighs much more than you do. It, all it has to do is just be moving a little bit, and it can be steered. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, see, sometimes in our life, we're like, God, show me, dump it on me. I'll do whatever. And we're just sitting there. And God can reveal things to you, don't get me wrong, but if we just start moving, what, what's the next step we know to take or that looks good? And maybe it's not even quite positive, but, you know, with everything we know, it's the right step. Well, here's what will happen. If you step out, I'm not saying make life-changing decisions like this, but when you're talking about just... You, you know, you're in the process of discerning what God wants you to do. Start moving. Take a step. You'll know if you're going to stay close to God, you'll know if it's the right or wrong step. And then you adjust. You know, don't wait for everything all lined up in the future just to be before you take a step. Start taking a step, especially if you're getting going with God. Just get involved. Just, just take a step. You'll understand. You'll be a blessing where you are. And as you go, you'll learn over time what is your area? We'll just go with this. I, I, let's say uh, uh, some more here. But, I, you know, when I was starting out, uh, you know, a, ch a church I, I attended in Lincoln, Nebraska, got to see our pastors, um, have some time with them when we were back in Nebraska as a blessing just to sit down and have a meal with them. And, you know, they just poured into our lives so much over the years and just great to, to talk to them and see them. Uh, but when I was, I was just, you know, last year of college and um, when I started going to that church, it was a young church at that point. And, um, yeah, I've been a Christian pretty much all my life, but, you know, just getting involved in that church and just kind of got involved doing whatever. You know, okay, what do you need? I mean, I clean the church. We come every week and I clean the church. Shelly and I would, when, when I, uh, you know, this was later, we would, we would go every, whenever it was our turn and clean the church. But, you know, uh, I think I tried, they started me greeting, you know, then 
I don't think I really had to help with the sound because they had that kind of covered. Um, help with the youth some, you know, um, just whatever. I was at every service, anything that, that was going on. And, um, you know, just over time, eventually they asked me to play the, the piano, the keyboard one night, and they had two keyboards. They had a piano and a keyboard, and I started playing the keyboard, and then eventually I moved to kind of the main piano, and then eventually started picking songs, and then eventually uh, was the music ministry, eventually started singing, which I did not want to do, but, um, you know, that was the direction and, and learn how to do that. Um, and eventually they, uh, they asked me to speak. The pastor asked me to speak, you know, uh, one time, and that was the first time I had you know, ever given a sermon, and then uh, asked me to speak again, and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd fill in when they were gone, and um, you know, Shelly, I would fill in when they were gone, and just step by step, over time, and I knew I was uh, going toward being a minister, but I was also working full-time as a software engineer, and I was like, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this too. And uh, so I was doing both. Didn't feel like I, I, I needed to go get taught yet or, or anything like that. I mean, I looked at going to Rama early on, but I was just like, no, this isn't the time. So I, I went over time and just took step by step. Um, and, you know, eventually got to the point where it was like, well, it's time to go to get trained. More specifically in this, go, went to Rama while I was at Rama did whatever. I mean, I, was, I ended up ch- serving in the children's program. I was thinking, I'm doing all this music. I'm going to get involved in the music. Well, I did. I sang in the choir, ended up you know, helping out with the choir and all that, and praying before the services and kind of being the one that organizes all the people in the choir before service. You, know, you don't know who you're going to have show up at any given Sunday, so you, you organize them in, in order, make them look good and all that. Did that, but mostly I, mostly I served in children's. And then did whatever, you know, as far as classes and all that stuff, just flowed with that. Uh, in, in our classes, we had to serve in a lot of different areas, so just did whatever. But even at that time, we weren't sure we were, we didn't know we were coming out here to pastor a church. It was little by little. You know, if I would have showed up at the, the um, you know, church in Lincoln, Nebraska, and been like, I want to preach. They didn't know me. I didn't want to preach anyway. I mean, I did, that took time to figure that, that that was even a thing. I didn't, didn't want to get up there and sing. I knew I could play the piano. I knew I could maybe help at some point in that, but it just took time. So our, my point is, in this area, that we all have a special function and a special work, but, you know, God brings you along the path for what he ultimately has for you and has for you at different times gradually. So just get involved and be looking to him, look on the inside step by step, and he'll move you along. He'll get you where you need to go. It says, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Notice, as you get in your part. I'm talking about in life. There's, there's different parts. There's, there's what you're doing as a vocation, just, you know, maybe professional, uh, what you do there. There's also what you do in the church. Just all together, what is your part? 
But as you're in your part, then it helps other parts to grow. If you're not in your part, then there's a gap. And everybody's going to grow the way they ought to. And then, it, then the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You know, God can figure out how to make everything work like we read. He knows where each of us needs to be. That's not our job to figure out what. It's our job to say, okay, I'll do that. And what you do now may not be the thing you're doing five years from now or ten years from now or next year, but what is it now? What is it today? And there is a specific thing that we can do. Like, don't, like I said, don't get caught up, especially if you're early on, just not knowing exactly what. Start moving, and God will reveal it to you. Let's look at Romans 12, verse 3. It says, uh, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. So we have different gifts and we have ability to do those gifts. Now we're talking about in the context of the Great Commission of sharing the gospel which our whole life we are called to do the Great Commission, to grow up in the body, to grow up in the Lord Jesus Christ, and to share with other people. That's primarily what we're called to do. The question we're addressing right now is how? What does that look like for each person? Because that's a general commission. We've talked about different facets of you sharing with people. But there is, what is our role in sharing with people? Are you supposed to be on the other side of the world sharing with people, those people? Are you supposed to be in the professional workplace and those are the people you're going to affect? We're all called to a local body, and a local church. We're supposed to be in a local church. And then there's a way we're going to serve, which enables the whole church to do its commission and its function and actually enables the whole organization to proclaim the gospel. What's our part in that area? Which church should we be a part of? See, there's not just, there's not a cookie cutter answer to these things. It is, what is God telling me to do over time? What is he, help, what is he showing me to do? And then I'm, I, he knows the plan. He knows the puzzle, how it fits together. My job is to say, okay, this is what I believe my piece is and get into that place so that the greater commission, overall commission, can be accomplished. So let's look at verse 6 again. It says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Grace, I don't, I don't know that we're going to get through all this today. Okay, this is a part, there's a lot here. This is very important. 
as we know how we're flowing with what God is doing in our realm. Okay, you, ones I'm talking to here, then they're online, you may be in different geographical areas, the people here locally, and a lot of people may be online, are, are in the Northeast. You're, you're in probably Massachusetts or New Hampshire, maybe some surrounding areas, and we have something going on here, okay? You're, you're not dealing with specific things in Arizona or Canada or California or Germany or Italy. You know, you're, geographically, you're here and you're hooked up doing something here. So what is it that you're called to do around here? Can't do everything. You physically cannot do everything. You can't be everywhere. You can't live a life out everywhere. If you lived one year in different places your whole life, you couldn't cover a fraction of the places in the world. In the U.S., you couldn't develop relationships. You couldn't be an impact. If you spend one year at each individual, if you, even if you're a professional, if you jump every year, you're not going to be as impactful as you could be. You're not going to probably grow as you could be. So we have to make choices. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? God, what do you want me to do? What area do you want me to develop in? I can't develop in everything at once. Did you, anybody figured that out yet? Only got so much time. Sometimes you want to. <laughs> I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do that. But what am I graced to do? What am I called to do? Lord, what is your place for me? And then I'm going to have grace to do that. Grace means enablement. It's help. It's a big word and it means so many things. But here, it's enablement. It's help. It's his ability. It's his power to do it. Well, his power is going to be available for you to do what he asked you to do. But not what, somebody, what he asked somebody else to do. So we need to know, and especially over time, he's going to guide us and lead us. We need to get slotted in to, Lord, what is my place that I'm going to be most impactful so that then the, the area that I'm working in is more impactful. So then everybody is growing strong and healthy because if, I, if I'm supposed to be in a place and I'm not, that means there's a gap. But now God... And this happens all the time, all over the world. God is so flexible and so amazing. He doesn't just have one backup plan or two or three. I mean, it's infinite. He just works with what is going on. He, he has a plan, and then he's going to deal with people. And are they going to fit into their, what they're supposed to be doing? And if somebody doesn't, what is he going to go, ah, forget it. Michael, call it all off. We're done. So-and-so, they won't, they won't fall. They won't do what they're supposed to do. So we're done. The plan is trash. We're done. You know that doesn't happen. He's going to get his plan done anyway. It's amazing. He works with us and he gets his plan done. The more you know yourself and you just live, you're like, that is amazing. He works with, you know, imperfect human. If you think everybody's perfect on the face of the earth, they're not. You know, don't, don't ever compare somebody else who you live with 24-7 to somebody you've never spent any time with and think, you know, the person you live with is all messed up compared to somebody you've never even seen behind the scenes. Don't do that. That's just a tool of the devil. Not making excuses for people, but just don't, don't, don't follow fantasies. 
everybody's human. Everybody, you know, deals with the normal things of life. But what are we graced to do? It says, having then gifts uh, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy, prophesy in proportion to our faith. Let me just stop there. There's so much here. If you go back, let's look at this. I want you to see this. Well, let, let's just read here. It says, so in verse 6, Having then gifts, I'll just refer to the other things, so we don't have to go back there. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Now, earlier he said, don't let people think more highly than they ought, but let each one uh, uh, think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. He's given each person a measure of faith that corresponds to what he's called you to do. In other words, when God tells you to do something, there is a measure of faith that goes with it because it, faith is believing what God said. Okay? So when He tells you to do something, there is faith there. It says faith, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So when God says do this, there is faith there to do it. You cannot have faith for doing something that he did not tell you to do. When you look at somebody maybe and you go, how in the world can they do that? If God told them to do that, then number one, they can have faith to do it. And if God told them to do it, then there's grace to do it. If he didn't tell somebody to do something, there's no faith and there's no grace. But if we do what God told us to do, then we can believe that we can do it because He said to do it, and then we can believe that He's given us the ability to do it, and now you can step into what He's called you to do, your special place. But you can't do that. You can't select what you're supposed to do. Ultimately, like we said, we can get moving, and He's going to give us direction and guidance and help us to get there. And as we're starting out, get the ball rolling, there's going to be grace to do whatever. And let me, let me tell you another thing. If somebody, if you're asked to do something, like in an organization, if somebody like the pastor comes and asks you to do something, there will be grace to do it, just because they asked in a measure. Now, it might not be the ultimate thing that you're called to, but there is a structure there. And so if God is prompting somebody like that in a structure to say, hey, could you help out? You're going to be able to do it. Might not be your ultimate calling. May, may not be something that you think you just want to do and doing backflips to do, but there will be a grace if you'll cooperate with it. Now, if you sit down on your hands and go, I just can't do it, whatever, that's another thing. We can always frustrate the grace of God. Like that. But notice it said, let us prophesy. Let's look at verse 6 again. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. In other words, do what God has called you to do in proportion to your faith. Verse 7, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering, or he who teaches in teaching. He's just talking about different areas, doing what God has called us to do, flowing with the grace. Verse 8, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who teaches, or he, excuse me, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. 
Let's read through this in the NLT. Verse 4, let's at Romans 12, verse 4 in NLT. It says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much as faith, faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. You see, there are different things we could do, and God is saying, the Bible is saying here, flow with the grace and the faith that is in that area. In other words, God has told you to do something, so there's faith to do it. There's ability, which is grace to do it. So flow with it. But notice he listed several things here. There are many more things, you know, in the word, and, and we'll get to some other um, places where here he refers to it, and he refers to it later, talking about the body of Christ as the physical body, that there are many parts but they don't all have the same function and they can't all do the same thing. And if they all try to do the same thing, it's not going to work. So when we talk about the Great Commission, we talk about what God is wanting us to do. There is a slot that we have that nobody else, they can fill it, you know, of course, because not everybody gets where they need to be over time. But ultimately, God has called us actually to do something specific at any given time, and that may change over time. But it is not 15 things. It is not what everybody else is doing. It is something that God is having us do. And we're to do that flowing with His grace and His faith that He grants to us and to step into that knowing that that part is affecting the greater whole. We don't compare to somebody else, we don't say, well, my part is not like that person's part, so my part is invaluable. If God has asked us and slotted us into a certain part, then it is important. See, men make difference, differentiation and compare and contrast and go, well, that's not important as this. If we look at it holistically, then we start to understand that for everything to get done the way it needs to get done, everybody needs to play a certain part, and they're all important. Which part in your car, when it's running and the engine is moving, do you want to lose? I'm talking about like out of the, 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 the engine, which part do you just not need when it's going full board? There are parts, yes, that you could take that you could afford to lose, but if you get into certain areas, there, you do not want something just, well, it's a bolt. Yeah, it's a bolt that holds something together that you need. It's not actually the piston going up. Yeah, but there's certain things that hold the piston in place. And I'm not a mechanic. But you know, it's like when you're putting something together, back together, you're taking it apart, putting it together, and you have a few pieces left over. That should bother us. Like, you know, well, what were these doing? Well, I don't know. We probably don't need them. You may find out you need them at the wrong time. 
That's not a good thing. It's like, well, I guess, you know, they just weren't necessary. Which piece do you want to find out in the middle of a critical part? Oh, that part. <laughs> see, God sees different than we see. I'm convinced when we get to heaven and we see how things really are and see how things were done on the earth and see what different parts were played and then we realize the reality of the emphasis that was put on different roles, it's going to probably be different than what we expect. I think we can say confidently that's true. Otherwise, we're saying we understand completely perfectly. So we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. I mean, we're going, to, we're going to have to continue next time, but is it just, there's a, a good amount here. But we can be anointed to do an area that will affect all the people around us, affect the kingdom of God, affect the Christian body that we're uh, with, and it can be any number of different parts, both within the body, like let's say, you know, different areas in the church where we're gifted to work. It can be different areas that interface with society. But we need to just be in the place that God has put us to be. And we can be a light, we can be a witness, we can be an impact in that place, and we can never just say, well, it wasn't important. If God is asking us to do it, then it's important, and we need to see how it interacts with other things. I'll leave you with this, we may repeat it. But you, you may be familiar with the story. There's some question as to how accurate and real the story was, you know, the, whether it actually happened or not. But the concept is absolutely uh, real. But it is said that President Kennedy, in 1962, he was visiting NASA. He was visiting one of the facilita- facilities, and during a tour of the facility, he met a janitor that was pushing a broom down the hallway. And he went up and said, Sir, what, do you, what are you doing? And he said, I'm helping put a man on the moon. Amen. One question, one answer could have been, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm the janitor, I'm pushing a broom. Can't you see that? That's all I'm doing. See, he understood that is not what I'm doing. That may be physically what I am doing. But what I'm actually doing is helping this whole organization with the, the, the high goal of putting a man on the moon. I'm doing this so the engineer doesn't have to stop his work because things are dirty. I'm doing this so the scientists can keep going. I'm doing this so people, the astronauts, don't have to take care of this. So I'm actually helping them to get the job done. See, that's a different mentality. That's saying, this is what I'm supposed to do. I see how it fits in. It is uh, very important. And we're going to do this goal that takes everybody together to do it. And that's the body of Christ. That's what say, if, if he would say not important, and the garbage just starts building up, and, and the, the, the bathrooms aren't clean, that is going to start affecting the whole organization, because somebody said it's not important. 
See, we are to look to God and say, Lord, what is it? What, 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 what part would you want me to do? And then take it seriously. Believe Him for the ability to do it, because if He asked us, we have the ability to do it. Believe Him that there is strength and enablement to do it, and then do it saying, I'm not just doing that, I'm helping spread the gospel. I'm helping with the Great Commission. I'm helping with the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that makes every single part very important. Amen.